got 1030. Uh, we are coming at you live from JGI Studios. This is Bang the Book, Season 3, Episode 20. January 26, 2023, I am the professor, joined, as always, by the Beast of Baltimore, the Baron of Bel-Air, Kanto with the Greek, Kanto Wasabi. How we doing this evening, man? Uh, you know, it's a hard week for me to talk football, but I know we missed last week, and I don't want to let our uh, our fans down, as always, so uh, I want to be here and give them some good good news and good picks for this week. Yeah, absolutely. Disappointing week two weeks ago for Baltimore fans. Disappointing week last week for Dallas fans. It's that time of year where you should be happy enough that your team is playing this deep in January, but it still stings pretty hard, especially the first two days after a loss. And then you, you know, then you have to move on with your life. But, you know, playoffs, playoffs are brutal, man. Yeah, I think, I think for me, I think you hit the note. It's 48 hours, right? Like you kind of like in shock and then it settles in and it's like, you know, I I just the way we lost because of Dak and his interceptions after he played so well in Tampa, it's just disheartening. And we played a better enough, good enough defense. We held McCaffrey to under forty yards. Devo basically did nothing all night. Um, you know, I just Dak is whack, and I'm making shirts and I'm selling them and I'll be a millionaire because Dak is whack. And um, I think it's time that the boys realize that. Uh, you know, he's probably not going to bring us to the promised land. I think he'll get us to the divisional and the, every year with this defense and this offense, but uh, Super Bowl's not going to happen. And, you know, I will say this. I, I think you're in the same boat. I think uh, Lamar needs to go, and we all need to level set and reset. So these T-shirts you're making, are these um, sleeveless tank tops or are these full full tees? I can do both. I can do tank tops. I can do full sleeves. I can do sweatshirts. I can do yeah, I'll, take, well. I'll take a tank top, man. Look, I'll, I'll I'll mail you one, man. You know what? <laughs> if we get to a hundred listeners this week, I'll 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 send one to the hundredth listener. Hey, I'll wear it, man. I don't care. I don't care. But yeah, to your point about the forty-eight hours thing. So Baltimore lost on a, a Sunday night. Luckily, I was off work on Monday, but Tuesday came around and I was a, in a bit better spirits because of my students come in. And they're riding me about Baltimore going down. And I was able to be a bit more professional than I would have been on Monday if they had came at me. So it was it was a blessing that I had a little bit of time to decompress, take it all in, regain my footing. And hey, you know, you know like you said, you move on. I mean, up here in Bel Air, man, 50% of the people you meet are fucking Eagles fans. So I mean I'm an hour and I'm an hour and fifteen from Philly, so it's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, everyone's fly, Eagles fly, and all this crap and I just, it's really annoying that uh, I have to listen to it for one more week. Hopefully that's it. But uh, yeah, it's tough, man. I'm with you. Baltimore lost, Dallas lost. And it, I even said to myself, I'm not even going to watch football. But 72 hours later or, you know, four days later now, I'm, I'm, more, I'm excited about the NFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. So I'm ready to put my money back on the line and win some of it back after the heartbreak from last week. Yeah, I'm looking here at tickets for the NFC Championship game in Stupid. Philly. 455 is the lowest that I'm seeing, which is double what you would pay at Arrowhead. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, I was looking last week before Dallas was uh, even out of it yet. I thought maybe I might shoot up there if it happened, and the lower bowl was going for somewhere around three. I mean, so, like, 
I just, it's not a Super Bowl. You know, I get it. And I think Philly fans, for the most part, are going to want to be there. I mean, they, their last NFC Championship game was on the road in Minnesota. So I think that uh, they're eager to to get after it. And, and this team is, they really believe in it. And they're humming. And Hertz is, you know, seems to be in decent shape. The problem is they're going to run into uh, a damn good San Francisco team. And um, defense-wise, defensive-wise. And, you know, I said this about, and we can we'll chop this up in a second, but, you know, Hertz. Hertz is used to the big stage, uh, so I think he's calm under these moments. And I think Purdy's playing with house money. And you know, when you play with house money, you never know what you're going to get. And people can play relaxed that way. So um, it's going to be a good battle. It will be a good battle. Yeah, I'm more intrigued by the first game than I am by the the Bengals and Chiefs. I think the, the, the NFC game is going to be an absolute bloodbath. And if we look at some some trends here, uh, the underdogs in the playoffs six and four against the spread. So the dogs keep hitting small small sample size, obviously, but the dogs keep hitting here. Uh, the general public cannot really seem to get their footing. Uh, the general public has gone four and six in the playoffs after going 17, 27, and one in the final three weeks of the regular season. So the uh, the Joes out there better get their shit together. Well, yeah, I think, you know, you start to see the Vegas has 18 weeks of, of football to look at and you have the final four teams and, you know, they're only focused on these two games. So they're, they're running their analytics and doing their, I mean, they're probably, these these lines are probably tighter than you've, you've seen all year. So um, I just... I don't know. It, it it's kind of like to my to our season too. Like we we had ups and we had downs this year, and we we luckily made we luckily broke to the win side of it. But like, it's just been a challenging year, man. Teams have gotten hurt, players have gotten hurt, things have happened that you didn't think were going to happen, and uh, I don't know. But I feel really good about this weekend. I feel like I know what's going to happen, so I'm ready to bang it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Kanto. As we enter into conference championship weekend, we have to be reminded that in football, as in life, the ball can bounce any which way. After all, the ball is oblong and prone to unexpected hops and checks. This metaphor for life is still hard to swallow for gamblers who had the Chiefs laying nine and a half last week or the Baltimore money line in wildcard weekend. Sometimes the hops come your way and sometimes they don't. But the hops in gambling, as in life, generally equal themselves out. However, these hops often favor people who help themselves. People who have a disciplined approach to life. Much like Kanto's son, who runs the treadmill every morning while his dad drinks coffee and watches. (laughs) It favors gamblers who don't get too far ahead of their skis by making whale bets on a bet that, quote, you can't lose. You see, my loyal bookites, much of the success in life comes from doing the same thing right day after day. It doesn't come from sporadic trips to the gym or crash diets twice a year. As we enter into the final three games of the NFL season, don't feel pressured to chase these last few games like it's your last chance to gamble. For if you do that, your chase may extend well into March Madness and beyond. For if we boil it all down, there is much more satisfaction in the daily grind of life and gambling. It is not about hitting the whale bet or going sober for a single month. 
is about the process of grinding every morning at the gym and also grinding every night with a passion that some would consider a calling. I love it. And you use the word that I love is process and being obsessed with it. And on this death anniversary of the Mamba, uh, he spoke a lot about process and being there every single morning and you have to do it every single day to become great. And uh, I think I think that holds true to gambling. You got to do it every single day to be great at it. So, uh, you know, I, I love what you had to say there. And yeah, my son's grinding on the treadmill uh, while I'm drinking my coffee and listening to 90s uh, hip hop. I love it. I love it. So that's been it's been three years, correct? Since since Kobe died. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Correct. Correct. It is wild, and uh, you know it's it's sad that you can't. I mean, we knew how great he was, but having a child, and I'm sure you coach you, you coaching youth sports and and high school sports, that finding someone that can speak to the mentality you need to have, the ups and downs you'll face and what it takes to be great. Like you can throw on any of his YouTube, his stuff from YouTube, his talks. And he just, he's an amazing person. And to, to, to only be able to appreciate that after he has passed is a sad thing because I'm sure he had a lot more to give. You know what I mean? But uh, that yep. was a tragic, I mean, th think about that. That was, that was 2020, January 26th. So like, that was two months before we found out about this crazy pandemic. Six weeks, yeah, seven weeks, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was it, the 2020 was fucked. <laughs> yeah, it did not start well. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, my son he wears the jersey every every anniversary, just in in respect of it. And uh, you know, I I you know I, he was one of my favorite players. So uh, you know, the, he talked a lot about the process. But uh, yeah, man, let's. Let's uh let's move on to the 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 happier things in life like the conference championships, brother. We gonna chop up the NFC. Hey, let's get into it. First game, three o'clock in Philadelphia. Niners coming in. Niners catching two and a half in Philly. Conta, what's happening here? Yeah, so if, I think it's super interesting that you know if you look at this game and you would say neutral side, I guess the old adage is three points. You would pick Niners would be a favorite by a half point, but. Um, you actually think Philly's home field is probably worth more because people are actually definitely terrified to go there um, as visitor fans. So I think there's oh, something yeah, you, here. you fear for your life going there. Right. I think there's something I think there's something interesting about this because you've got to imagine that the Philly fans out there are banging this uh, pretty hard at the two and a half thinking that Purdy has no shot to beat them. And there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about the Eagles defense. However, it, it's not as good as Dallas's defense. I and I'm not saying that just because, but they have Micah Parsons who could kind of travel with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Van Der Esch, and I I don't think the Eagles have that level of uh, linebacker play. And McCaffrey's not going to be bottled up for two weeks in a row. He was under 40 last week. Uh, Debo was was pretty much kept in check, and um, I think that the best offensive mind resides as the head coach in San Francisco. So I, I trust in them. Um, I don't know if I trust in Purdy per se, you can get to him by pushing him to the left. And we did that a bunch. And when he does that, he throws it away. He threw one across his body last week that we should have got, but we didn't. But um, I believe that he just doesn't make the ultimate mistake. So he, he just gets rid of it. He, he's been told not to lose the game for them. And that's what he's going to do. He's not going to lose the game here. Um, and that San Francisco defense with Bosa is pretty, pretty impressive. And, 
you know, if Hertz gets down early, which I think he will, and Purdy has a lead and they can grind it with good running back play and solid defense, I like San Francisco to not only, you know, cover the two and a half, but win the game. And it's going to be under the 46 and a half. This is going to be more low scoring than we think. The uh, Philly offense is not going to be high and flying. Uh, they just have not faced a team of this caliber on defense besides Dallas this entire year. And I just think they're going to be hit with this, this like right in the face moment early on. And on a side note, I hate their fucking coach. I yeah. hate Sarah. I hate his smug little attitude and the way he he walks up and down the sidelines. Um, so I, I, you know, if they can get blown he, up, he's very much Philadelphia. Oh, for sure, he's embodied a, it. Italian Philly. That I mean, that's his whole spiel. But uh, to your point about the the Niners defense, I mean, the Niners defense has played two games. They've only allowed ninety yards rushing per game in those two games. So Philadelphia really went off last week against the Giants, ran for 268 yards. But you got to think that the, the Niners are going to be able to limit that, make Hurts throw the ball. We, we know he can throw the ball. He threw 24 touchdowns and only six picks this season. But um, on the other side of the ball, the Niners offense is getting 409 yards a game in their two playoff games, which is only, only trails Philadelphia, who had that one monster game against the Giants. So I think the Niners offense is a lot more efficient than people uh, make it out to be. And yeah, I'm with you on the Niners catching two and a half here. It, it, um, it seems like they're a more physical team. It seems like the, their, their defense is better. Defense, um, all Tra- things being equal, travels and their offense yep. is not too far behind Philadelphia once we start playing these tough games. I think Philadelphia has some inflated numbers to your point because they played a relatively soft schedule this year. Yeah, and I think I think you know you think about the moment and going on the road for Purdy and I and look I was I said it two weeks ago. I think that it's I think he's a rookie and that will play. I think that will play out at some point and it hasn't yet. But there's a lot of there's there's a lot of big moments going to Philly on the road. The NFC Championship's a big moment, but also hosting the star, the Niners versus the Cowboys and that rivalry and how they talk about that is a really big fucking moment too. So like he's going through some big moments and he really hasn't cracked. So I think I think that whole idea that he's kind of playing it in a fact of like house money type, he wasn't supposed to be there. It doesn't really get to him kind of thing. He'll play some consistent QB play. He doesn't make the big turnover. And I just, I think Philly's vulnerable up the middle. They have good, two good corners. I think they're. I think you're going to see a lot of those crossing patterns that they do, Kittle on seam routes, and I just believe that you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna see them get gassed in between the hashes. Um, so that that's my that's my bet at it, and I uh, I just I think San Francisco comes out of it, and Philly's left scratching their head. Yeah, if we look some at some of the metrics here, um, if you look at passer rating. Jalen Hurts has a 112 in the one playoff game. Brock Purdy has a 1-110 in the two playoff games. If you look at uh, QBR, QBR, QBRs are very similar as well. With uh, Brock Purdy has a 75, Hurts has an 84. So there is there is not as much difference here. Hurts is is obviously a little bit flashier, runs the ball better. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy catching points with that defense and the number of weapons that the Niners have, uh, I think you feel good catching the points here. Yeah, and I will tell you this. Hurts is a shot from Bosa away from coming up holding his shoulder, too. I mean, that thing's not 100% healed by any stretch. I mean, it looks good, but, you know, the, I always I always think about that from a perspective of, like, you're still coming into the playoffs with a nagging shoulder injury. So that could flare up at any time based on the hit that you receive, and Bosa's going to get his, I can assure you with that. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, it seems like a lot of us, at least the, the general public, has some form of recency bias. We've got 78% of the handle coming in here on the Eagles. The Niners getting absolutely zero respect. So um, if you kind of believe in maybe a bit of conspiracy and believe that Vegas has something to do with these games, it makes you a contrarian gambler because only 22% of the handle right here is on the Niners. So I'm riding with you. Give me the Niners. Uh, It's crazy. The splits in both these games are are three-to-one splits. Oh, I mean... I'm I'm a big believer in what you just mentioned, so yeah, I'll be I'll be the contrarian player this week for sure. I love it. We've come a long way, Conso. <laughs> hey, but let's look here at the nightcap, the 6:30 uh, game out at Arrowhead in Kansas City. This line's been all over the place. KC opened as a two and a half point favorite, uh, and then it's going to move all the way in the other direction during the week where they were a two and a half point dog, and it's since settled back at Chiefs laying a point at home uh, people are saying that that Patrick Mahomes is around 85% he'll be somewhere around 85% and everybody saw what the Bengals did to Buffalo last week and we talked off air about how uh, Buffalo without Von Miller is a totally different team so I, I don't think that Buffalo is quite as good or was quite as good as people thought and also Buffalo was a team that oftentimes this year really had no identity. They can't run the ball outside of Josh Allen. They are more of a finesse team than you would think coming out of the Northeast and playing in bad weather like they do. So it was mm. it was Josh Allen or nothing, and Josh Allen played a god-awful game last week. I don't think – I think the Bengals had a sound victory, but I wouldn't be rushing to the window just yet and fading Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in Arrowhead. This one almost seems like it's it's a no-brainer that the, the Bengals are the team to beat here. But uh, look, the Bengals, the Bengals are a team that, much like uh, much like the NFC game, and looking at Philadelphia, Philadelphia had a pretty easy schedule, and you know the Bengals went four and two against playoff teams, so they. They definitely beat up on teams that, you know, weren't that good. It might have inflated the stats a little bit, too. So, I like Kansas City here, laying the point. Part of the logic in this Kansas City play is, like we just talked about, everyone, everyone is riding Joe Burr, Joe Cool, whatever you want to call them. 75% of the bet, 77% of the handle is on the Bengals here with, uh, you know, about a quarter of the bets and 23% of the handle coming in on KC. So this game, I I think, is going to be a lot closer than people make it out to be. People thought that Buffalo perhaps was a team to beat and they're anointing the Bengals as, you know, as a team to beat. 
in the in the AFC. I just don't I don't see it here. I don't think it's that easy. Things are never that easy in KC. Mahomes is going to have you know a week of rest under his belt, and God knows what drugs they're going to shoot him up with. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Say what you want about Mahomes, but he is a dog. I mean, the way his the way his ankle was smashed going the wrong direction. There are quarterbacks in this league uh, that may or may not play in Baltimore that would definitely not come out, you know, not playing more in the game. Yeah, definitely not in the contract year. Right. I mean, See, I do like Kansas City here. What's your play, Conto, in the AFC yeah, game? Yeah, so I, if, if Mahomes can play the whole game and he can sit back there and have time and not have to move around, I mean, they're they're probably one of the most complete teams of the last month, and they've they have and you know Andy Reid who's also a very brilliant offensive mind, and I just I, I don't want to bet against Mahomes anymore, but I just don't think he's a hundred percent. I mean, you can shoot it up as much as you want, and you can get the adrenaline going, but again, like the Hurts thing, if you tweak that thing, and all of a sudden you know you're in the AFC Championship game, that could I I I, I feel like I'm betting. On Mahomes staying healthy the entire game, and we don't really know if that's going to happen. So, like, that's one of the things where, like, I worry a little bit about that. And Burrow is just really cool under pressure. I mean, he has no offensive line. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, he did dismantle Buffalo, and nobody's giving Josh Allen enough shit. Everybody's on Dak, and we talked about that offline. So, like, I like Cincinnati um, in this game just because they're calling – they're calling you a Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead now since he's done so well there. I, I would like to make one, you know, I like to go back to my old school way of thinking, get into the storyline. If the Eagles win, the Chiefs will win because you'll have Reed versus the Eagles. Yep, yep. So I think that that is something that plays out pretty well for the NFL over a two-week. You can go, we can watch all the Andy Reed Philadelphia stories that will be good for them but for some I just I just think Cincinnati when you when you move past like week two or three where they lost to Dallas I think um they've really just been on a tear um Joe has just been really really good he and when Chase came back and made it even better I like him here man I like I like Burrow I don't think the Chiefs are fully healthy I think they're going to tell you that Mahomes is 85%, even if he was 50%. They don't want any doubt. They want they want to run him out there and hope that he can do it. And maybe he does, but Cincinnati wins this game for me. Um, I like the I like the I like the Bengals versus the Niners in the Super Bowl. Um, that's that's kind of my play. Yeah, so one thing that you know we talk about the kicking game a little bit. We know that you know, Butker is great kicker for for Kansas City but uh Kansas City's punter Tommy Townsend his net in the playoffs has been 45 yards whereas uh Drew Chrisman the Bengals punter is just below 40 yards net so that's kind of a storyline as well five yards here five yards there could could very well mean a ball game and we haven't talked any about that but you know perhaps their special teams here are uh, you know are more important, especially in a game where it's going to be colder than hell in Kansas City on on Sunday night. I mean, Cincinnati played through the played through the snow in Buffalo, and they Cincinnati is not the, the warmest place in the world. I I think that um, 
I just I think that Joe Burrow, when you look at his persona, right? And the minute he won that game, they asked him about it, and they're like, they're gonna have to refund a lot of tickets in Atlanta. Yeah, like, that's just just yeah. so fucking badass, right? Like, like the confidence, the swagger, the way he approaches it. Like he is not afraid to go into Arrowhead and play the Chiefs. He is not afraid to go in there and take what he thinks he should do, which is win. And there's a confidence level there. And you know, if you look at Mahomes, if you can, if you can bottle up Kelsey, Kelsey, like. I don't think he has the weapons that he's had in the past without Tyree Kill, but they are a good football team. They do have Andy Reid. It's a reason why it's basically a pick 'em game. But uh, yeah, that it's gonna it's gonna hinge on that health of that ankle, man. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, just so to you- recap here, we've got uh, the Niners plus two and a half in agreement. I'm laying uh, the one point with the Chiefs. Kanto coming in with the short dog Bengals catching a point. Yeah, I love it. I think that uh you know, I you know, you talked about three games left in the season. Uh I hope that we can get on here during the pro ball and, and chop up some flag football. That that brings me to my next point. Uh there's <laughs> there's absolutely zero chance that you will hear us next week. We have <laughs> we have no plan of chopping up flag football or badminton. Or ping pong. Let me ask you this question though: Will you bet the flag football game? Most likely, I'll bet anything. Yes, you will. As will I. And it's good. (laughs) And which is gonna, dude? I don't care what you say. I am interested in that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good TV in that it's gonna be watchable as opposed to the last Pro Bowls. I don't think I've watched a Pro Bowl in I don't know maybe my life since I was maybe a kid but it's gonna be fast like they're gonna play all out there's no hitting I mean it's gonna be they're gonna you're not it's not gonna be like we're gonna let this person score and do this like they're gonna go after it yeah I mean I'll definitely bet on it it's gonna be great but we're not gonna talk about it next week we're we're gonna we're gonna take next week off come back two Thursdays from now rested ready special guests will be with us on the super bowl special so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big show coming up here in two weeks on betting the book i love it let's do it and we'll try and do better next time folks we'll see you in two weeks for Kanto the greek i am the professor so long friends hey